0: betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc i was in the girl
1: group so am i singing the auto tune I don't believe that. My my singing needs auto Let to me, me. Come on, sing something. For no me. reason. For when I was out there, well, I was serious. If I told you. I love you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins, where I have fully transparent conversations with dope people, entrepreneurs, influencers who are out here doing incredible things. But we do a little bit different, a little bit of a different take. Just I want you to imagine that you have a behind the scenes look at me and my successful friends having lunch or dinner or drinks. And we are just talking about life as entrepreneurs, influencers and really dope people. And I have one of the dopest people in the studio with me today. I have to tell you guys, uh, I grew up on this music, one of the most successful uh, R&B groups, male R&B groups of my lifetime. And one of my favorites in the industry. Let's give it up for Mr. Q Parker. What up? <laughs> That's what we doing? We high-fiving? Yeah, yeah, we high-fiving. I felt like that was corny. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you for asking. Okay. You look good. Thank you very much. You are still looking like, like 1996.
2: Oh, I need to know. <laughs> Scared. Nervous.
1: Uh-huh. Didn't have
2: a clue what I was doing.
1: Didn't have a clue. Oh my God, terrified. All right. For those of you who might be too young to remember, uh, Q is one of the lead singers from uh, one of the most successful, can I say boy band? Okay, Boy band? That was the era. That was the era? Yeah. yeah. boy bands. When I think boy band, I don't think R&B group, right. but I think that's what... I think pop group. I think pop. Yeah. yeah.
2: But because we were so competitive with those, we just kind of all got blended into that category. but
1: Group 112. Yeah. Are y'all still a thing? No. No.
2: So the brand is still uh, moving, and uh, it just looks a little bit different now. It is uh, Slim and Mike, and they have some dancers, uh, but they are doing, uh, they're upholding the brand uh, during this time, but Duran and I, we're not actively with the group.
1: Slim and Mike are... Yes. And background dancers. Do you go to any of their shows? I haven't. You haven't? Will you? Probably not. No? No. Is there beef there?
2: Not necessarily beef. um, But as brothers, we need to sit down and iron some things out.
1: So there is a conversation to be had.
2: Definitely a conversation to be had, yes.
1: All right. When they are performing, because you guys were a unit, do you still get paid from that?
2: For them performing, no. No.
1: Okay, but yeah. any music that they do.
2: Well, if they do new music, no, I have no rights to new music that they specifically do right now. No, gotcha. I don't.
1: The music industry has to look very different to you today. Mm-hmm. In what way? Like, what's, what's the biggest difference that you see?
2: Wow. I mean, it's, it's so many differences. Um, the first one would just be the way artists move now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they move a lot different. I I would love to see more collaborations. I would Mm -hmm. love to see more artists coming together, creating a sound, creating these magical moments. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the dopest songs of our time when artists came together and did a duet or did a collab or a feature. Yeah. So I would love to see um, a lot more of that. But I'm a fan of today's R&B. Are you? I am, I am. I look at it like, so imagine if... So I came in in the '90s era. Mm-hmm. So imagine what name a group from the '80s. Um, the '80s.
1: It was the elder and The Debarges. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: So can you imagine what a '70s group thought of these four guys in this black leather? Yeah. You know,
1: curly hair. All of that. Driven. I'm sure. I'm sure they. I'm <laughs> sure they thought
2: like, man, they're not even upholding the legacy of what we've built. And mm-hmm. so being a '90s artist you'll never hear me, you know, shining on the artists of today because mm-hmm. they have just interpreted their version of R&B differently, same way the 90s artists interpreted differently than the 80s and so forth and so forth so I don't I don't I don't ever look at it like that. I just I appreciate their version of it. Yeah. But are there some components that I would love to hear just as a fan? Yes, but I I respect their version and their spin on the legacy of R and
1: I'm trying to actually think as I'm sitting here listening to listening to you talk of an, a current today R and B act. I mean, obviously there's like Chris Brown, mm-hmm. he's still doing his thing, Usher's still touring and doing his thing, but they're they're from they're old school too, right? right? I am trying to think of like twenty year old R and B singer. Like I like Ari Lennox. Yes. I like, so
2: there are a lot of dope artists mm-hmm. that we just don't know underground because they're not so publicly marketed. Got you and promoted, which isn't a bad thing because a lot of the times those artists that aren't publicly promoted, mm-hmm. that means they have ownership. Mm. They are owning their own stuff. Yeah. Um, and so when you're owning your own stuff, that means you may be funding your own movement. And right. so now you may not can have this big marketing budget and this marketing campaign. That's going to put you in front of everybody all the time. Yeah. And we have to go and kind of find those artists, but there's some dope artists out here that are unsigned underground, independent that are really, really upholding that legacy that, you know, you love. And yeah. I, the, 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 the um, The generation that I came from, there are a lot of artists out here.
1: Yeah. I know you are one of the dopest songwriters from your time, specifically, right? Uh, When you're listening to lyrics right now, like, for me, it's not even that there's not a whole lot of vocal talent. Mm -hmm. It's like the lyrics are just so empty in a lot of songs, specifically in the male R&B space. And maybe I just haven't been put on to too much, but do you listen to songs like, ooh, I would have done that bar a whole lot differently?
2: So... I'm the type of artist, when I hear something, I want to sing it. Mm-hmm. When I hear something, I want to put myself in the space. Like, man, I wish I had wrote that. Mm-hmm. That song is so mm-hmm. dope. I wish I had wrote that. Um, but, yeah, there are moments when I'm listening to songs. The way that I know I'm going to love a song is if I want to sing a song. Mm. And, I mean, to the point of reaching out to that artist and saying, hey, yo, Send me an instrumental of your of your song. I'll go in the studio, and I just want to hear myself. Not to be put out there or anything like yeah. that. It's not to even try to compare or to say I sang it better. I started some years ago this thing called Q Versions. Mm-hmm. And basically what it was was me taking somebody else's song that I really loved, mm-hmm. and I just sang it my way. Mm-hmm. And then I would put it up on my YouTube channel, and just, you know, people would come and listen to it and love it. But it wasn't like to compete or trying to outdo them. It was just my way of showing you respect. I love this song so much Mm -hmm. that I want to sing it.
1: Mm. Let me find out. So on your YouTube, are you still doing that?
2: I haven't done one in a while. I haven't done one in a while. Yeah, nah. I haven't done one maybe four years or so. Four years. It's been a while, yeah.
1: So you just now singing them at home recording yourself for your own personal pleasure. Or I'll just put it
2: on IG one day. I may just be driving in the car. Like the other day, I was driving in. Drew Hill's Beauty came on. Yes, that was a good and one And I went on YouTube and found a karaoke version of it so yeah. that I could hear myself singing the leads mm-hmm. with somebody singing the backgrounds.
1: So you, you were uh, in, group, in, in 112. Mm-hmm. At that time, just in thinking like how you put yourself in other people's music, like you can hear yourself singing it, is there another boy group, boy band from that time that you would have been like, I would have been dope in that group.
2: That I would have been dope in? Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about Q. Quinnis Parker. Okay. Right? Back in those days, I honestly had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Of the four of us, I was probably the least confident in the group. Mm-hmm. And that was primarily because all of us were from the church. Mm It's all just gospel, 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 gospel. Commission, Take Six, The Winans, Derek Coley, John P. Key. And so by the time I got in the group, I feel like they had some years to get the R&B stuff Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. So when I entered the group, I was still kind of like classically trained and churchy. And so... There, are, there are certain components of a gospel singer that don't really fit being an R&B singer. You mm-hmm. have to learn these nuances and stuff, and I just didn't know them. Mm-hmm. And so, what I would do, I would just be like, you know what, I'm not confident as a lead vocalist just yet, but I'm just gonna make sure all the backgrounds are solid, and I'm gonna make sure I participate in the songwriting because I knew what I wanted to say. I just wasn't confidently, uh, I wasn't confident as a lead vocalist because because I hadn't spent time with myself to really explore every level every floor of my voice yeah yeah
1: I'm looking I, I just had a flashback and I know that i I told you um closer to when we met that there was a song um, and specifically a video anywhere mm-hmm. right y'all first anywhere of all I, all alone don't don't do it don't do it don't do it don't <laughs> Anybody who's ever been, any any girl growing up at that time, you know when that video came on, you just wish that every single guy in that band was like Bay, right? I'm looking, I remember you're in the video, you're topless, you're singing to this young lady, everything super uber sexual. Mm-hmm. And you shared with me that at that time, uh, you had not even, I think... I don't even think you were sexually active at that time.
2: No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, when I tell you, we were just kind of thrust in the spotlight. Yeah. I mean, you go from you go from being a well, let me let me rephrase that. I wasn't like active active. Okay. So I'm not gonna say I like knew hundred percent what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I've had some occurrences. Okay. In some situations, but I wouldn't say that I was like a vet. Like you were a
1: vet, you I, shouldn't have been singing those song, those words. You hadn't. No, were you nervous in front of that girl? Like hear me on. Of course. Um.
2: But it's, it's, it's the craziest thing, though, Donnie, because I was nervous, but I knew when the lights came on and when the camera came on, that's what I loved.
1: You're a star. You're a performer. I
2: love when all eyes were on me. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes from just my upbringing in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom. You're going to sing whether you want to or not. Mm -hmm. Get over your little nervousness and get up there and you better sing or you're going to get a whooping. Mm -hmm. So that was like the first stage of artist development. Yeah. And so uh, although I was a little nervous to interact with the female, Mm -hmm. I wasn't nervous when they said, and action. Because now I'm just performing. I don't really. and, And what's crazy is it's a room full of like 30 people. And
1: I'm in the shower with naked and she in the shower naked. It's just like naked naked? <laughs> like naked naked. No way. Yes, like way. naked
2: naked. Naked naked. Yes, way. Yes.
1: I don't know if I would have been able to do that. And what's funny, they gave me the
2: option. That's that's the weirdest thing, yo. I talk about how I didn't necessarily know what I was doing and wasn't really like that active, but I
1: wanted to smoke. You wanted all to smoke. I wanted it. You want body to body, skin to skin. Okay, I got a question. Because so. hold
2: on, because no, everything was about you. Got to sell it. You better make. You better make it come across real.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If we look at this playback, mm-hmm. and it looks like you nervous mm-hmm. doing it over, mm. and then, and when you're in a group, you don't want to be the member that's like, dang, you can't get it. You can't get it. Dang dog. How yeah. many times? Eight times. Mm-hmm. She, I did mine in one take. You're so we're so competitive. <laughs> you don't want to be like, man, you're not you're not getting it. So when they say action, you better sell it.
1: So you literally unrobe, walk in front of 30 people, butt naked, mm-hmm. with a butt naked uh video star mm-hmm. with you, hop in a shower, you're doing the scene. Did y'all smash? No. Nope. We did not. You're not singing. You just said we've
2: been transparent, right? Yeah. No reason to fear. I'm telling you. If I had, I would. I would tell you. But no, we didn't.
1: Really? Mm -mm. So how do you just walk away from that? It was like there's no excitement in that moment at all. Nah, because it's work. It's work. Yeah. Yeah. So your
2: little your little man ain't even like he's not even a factor because it's like a I'm performing. Okay. Got to remember the lyrics. hmm I got to remember my blocking. hmm I know that I'm, I only got this much room or mm-hmm. I'm out of frame. So I'm I'm really, here we are. I got to stay right here. I can't just be all loose because now it's not going to come across good on camera. Yeah. So there's so many other components um, within that space that obviously people on the outside, they don't see that. But mm-hmm. we have to do whatever we have to do. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable, basically. Yeah. And sell it and make it come across.
1: Was that a common thing to, like, for real be naked at that time? Not just in your group, but just in the industry? Or was, like, Diddy on scene, like, no, look, we selling it. Everybody, clothes off now. They gave me the option.
2: They gave her the option, too. Well, she was clothed. She had on, a, um, what do you call it, a nude.
1: Like boy shorts or yeah, something. something? like okay. that. She was topless, but okay. she had on,
2: like, some nude. And I had the option if I wanted to be like underwear on, or did I want to just go commando? And I opted to go commando.
1: You opted to go commando. If you <clears throat> are recording a video today in a similar way, you going commando? Clothes on. It's just, well, it's, <laughs> I'm like, is that the energy we still you, on right look, now? You're
2: going to have to, you're gonna have to uh, superimpose me, like, <laughs> take my clothes off and post.
1: <laughs> Get my stand in, let him come, come on, on in here and, and do this it's,
2: for it's, me. It's just a different time. I think, you know, when we talk about, um, I just had a brain freeze. What's that musical? Um, were they in the yard in the 60s and all, you know, when they just so free spirited, smoking. No. When they were smoking weed and, you know, not, is it Coachella? Coachella. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. Gotcha,
2: yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so back in that time, mm-hmm. in that era, you were just free spirited. You could just come and go as you yeah. wanted to. You could just, you know, you didn't really have a whole lot of cares. I would say the '90s were the beginning of having the real stuff in, mm-hmm. so that when the '2000s came, you mm-hmm. had to be more conscious of what you're doing, how you're moving, mm-hmm. who you're moving with. Mm-hmm. But in those '90s, we could kind of float around and move. And so, I believe me opting to be fully naked. Yeah. Was because I didn't have a worry that a she was gonna say, you know, Q Parker assaulted me or did Got something you. inappropriate on the set of shooting the video anywhere. Right. Which is why if you ask me that question today, I'm definitely not It's a totally different climate. It's a climate. totally different climate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: I feel that. So you you had a lot of fun in one twelve, would you say that?
2: Oh my God. Lots of fun. A lot of my first were being in that group?
1: I was such a super fan, right? Um, concerts, the t-shirts, you came the to posters. Our concerts. What? Yes. I came to your concerts. Every video, the concerts, like me and my little cousin growing up would get together. We watch the videos and we're singing. We're the girls in the videos. Like I was, um I was a super fan. Right. And I know, I, every song, like every single song, we were singing before we started. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, I was also in a girl group. Stop it! <laughs> now we never made it anywhere, but I was Wait, in a girl group. You sing? So my singing needs auto tune. I
2: don't believe
1: that my my singing needs auto tune. Come on, sing something for no me. reason for. When I was out there, I was serious.
2: I told you I love you.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Now, so I was um, for my group, I was primarily um, one of the lead songwriters. I flow all day, rapper all Ah, day. All day, right? Um, But my singing needed auto tune. And at that time, I think that I was chosen to sing just because I was pretty, Mm -hmm. right? I had no business, like for real singing i thought i did and then you hear yourself back on playback anyway hey you guys it's your girl donnie wiggins co-host of the social proof podcast and did you know that we had a members only exclusive community yes you are able to access david and i on a monthly basis for live q a you are also able to get our episodes before it drops to the general public you will also get exclusive discounts on our merch take a look And not only that, you're going to get the -the behind-the-scenes footage of what it looks like on Social Proof. I'm talking about our bloopers, David and I as CEOs operating our business. You'll even get behind-the-scenes of some of our successful friends. And you get access to this from $5 to $40. You choose your membership access, general admission family admission or vip we cannot wait to see you on the inside click the link in either my bio the bio of the social proof podcast instagram page or go over to david's page sleep is for suckers and hit the bio there any way you access it access it we'll see you on the inside um so i can think of the times that we were like picking we had this wish list of artists that we wanted to open up for and it was like 112 and we um had this idea that we would run into y'all and just come up to y'all and be like, "Can we please open up for you? Can we please?" Wow. Yeah, that's 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 the effect that you had, um, and that your whole group honestly had. You know what's so funny, Don? It's like when you are in that moment, it's
2: hard to really even encompass the impact that you are, yeah, creating, and that you are paving Mm away, I had no idea at as a 17 year old that songs I written or Mm co-written are 30 years old Mm. Mm. we old like 30 years old yo we are old AF and then to hear like there's even been this resurgence of like some of our songs now, mm-hmm. this this generation are starting to sample them, mm-hmm. um, starting to sing them mm-hmm. you know, on IG and on TikTok. Mm-hmm. But again, at 17, my mindset or our mindset wasn't, we're going to do this so that 30 years from now or 50 years from now, these will be R&B classic songs. Yeah. We were just in the space, in the moment writing from whether it was a fantasy, mm-hmm. something that somebody shared with us. And, you know, there were a lot of older guys mm-hmm. kind of chaperoning us and mm-hmm. caretakers of us. And so we'd hear their stories, put that in a song. Yeah. I grew up in a home where <clears throat> my mother and father were um, were married, still together today. Um, but my oldest brother went to the service. And so that just left me in the house with my two sisters and my mom. Yeah, And so at an early age... I just connected to the vulnerabilities, the sensitivities. I would listen to my sisters complain about what their dudes wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. And then I would just turn that into a song. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody gonna do the things. Like, you, all that kind of I stuff. Do. Like, okay, go ahead. I would listen to my sisters just, if it was not something that they complained about, it was something that they appreciated. Yeah. Oh, he just showed up out of the blue just because it's tuesday okay well let's write a song how it makes you feel just on a tuesday yeah and so i was able to channel those experiences um, that i was going through in real time in my house and when i got in the group that's why i say i believe my group is the most talented Mm. in the history Mm. Um, oh you really want smoke I am. I'm gonna say that, and and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give I'm gonna give new addition uh, because they are the ultimate OGs, mm-hmm. and from the group spawned individual successful careers.
1: That's a fact.
2: So Johnny is a success as an individual.
1: Mm-hmm. B Bobby, Brown, mm-hmm. BBD, yeah. Ralph. Yeah.
2: All of them. And that's never happened before mm. when all of them. So again, they are to me, Mount Rushmore. Sure. But, and I'm not talking about in terms of how many records. sold cause we'd lose that one. Okay. We didn't sell the most records cause boys, to men kill everybody. Yeah. Right. But when you talk about, I go from a pound for pound mm-hmm. talent, mm-hmm. charisma, the look, Mm-hmm. Can I
1: curse on him? You go
2: ahead. Do you know, having thing. that shit on you, like yeah. having that R and B shit, we were groomed like nobody, nobody.
1: So you were groomed. Talking about the groomer Before I even ask you that though, is is Jag, was Jagged Edge messing with y'all? Like, could they see y'all in a talent show in a competition? Nah, nah. Mm-mm. That's what you want to say.
2: That's what I want to
1: say. <laughs> Jagged Edge wasn't seeing y'all. Yeah.
2: And, and 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 I say that. Still knowing that they are one of my favorite groups. So I put a post up yesterday, same same post, and then I was, I was talking about singing Drew Hill song.
3: Yeah.
2: A lot of times when you are a competitor, mm-hmm. people think you don't like each other.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, when it came time to get it in, mm-hmm. we finna bust your ass. Right. Know that. And we're going to mm-hmm. make it hard for you to come behind us. But when we're off the stage, I'm the guy that's trying to go in the dressing room, change clothes real quick to come back out. To see, to see, to see them because I I love some of the jagged edge records. Mm-hmm. I love some of the Knicks records, the Drew Hill records, the Black Street records. Like those are some of my favorite songs. And just because I'm a competitor, does doesn't mean that I'm supposed to be anti right jagged or anti Drew Hill. But when you ask the question pound for pound, mm-hmm. if 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 we was writing a song, mm-hmm. I think pound for pound we'd outright any of the other groups. If you're talking about <clears throat> from a production standpoint, Duran is, is and was one of the dopest group member producers. Mm-hmm. Throw Nokia in there. Nokia was, was, was crazy too. too. Yeah. yeah, The twins, they did their thing. Mm-hmm. RL did his thing too. Uh, but I believe Duran just had a step above him. Mm-hmm. You talk about all members,
1: mm-hmm.
2: all members can grab that thing and go in. Yeah. Because
1: that's, y'all really were a group of all lead yeah. singers. And
2: that's where a lot of groups gonna fall off.
1: Yeah, because it's a lot of background fillers and a lot where, of That's the groups. where a lot of groups are gonna fall off. So you mentioned that you guys were so like groomed. Mm-hmm. You were groomed for the spotlight, groomed for stardom, groomed just to be poised, right? Like mm-hmm. y'all saying about sex mm-hmm. and love, mm-hmm. right. But you were always you, you always such a classy group. You definitely stood out in the crowd. What was that grooming process like? I know you guys were signed to Bad Boy mm-hmm. with Diddy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I know what I've seen in the blogs and what I saw on TV, it looked like the ultimate, you know, situation at one point. And then mm-hmm. it looked like y'all were straight just abused <laughs> in the music industry. Tell me tell me about that. So
2: the, the grooming process, uh, shout out to Kay Wells, Courtney Seals, those were our managers early in the uh, early in our careers. Mm-hmm. And prior to us even getting the record deal. Mm-hmm. We had about three years of just every day. Go to school. Do whatever you got to do at school. After you've done what you needed to do, we go into the studio. Mm-hmm. All night. Back to school. After school, rehearsal. And they would just repeat, 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 repeat. Talent shows. Showcases. We're going to sing for Teddy Riley tonight. We're going to sing for Dallas Austin tomorrow. We're going to sing for JD the next day. Mm-hmm. Um. But Kevin Wells, he came from the school. He was instrumental in developing Boyz II Men, mm-hmm. Usher, Monica, TLC. Anybody that came from Atlanta, K. Wells had his hands on them. And he just knew. He, along with Divine Stevens, they just knew how to ready young men mm-hmm. to be in this industry from Again, the charisma, the charm, the performance, the know-how, appropriation, the style, the pizzazz, the swag, the conversation, the eye contact, you know, just exuding that, that shit. Yeah. Right? You just gotta be able to exude that mm, mm-hmm. that, that that thing. Mm. Um and again, I say a lot of artists will fall off if we're doing a pound for pound. Exude that You gotta exude that mm, thing. That yeah, you gotta have it. Y'all were exuding. So that, I think mm. a lot of artists, if again, if we're talking pound to pound, pound for pound, mm-hmm. some R and B groups will fall off because they just gotcha. they ain't have that bad boy cool. They ain't had that swag. Mm-hmm. We would we would like the guys that you could take us home to mama. Okay. But when Mama turned to her left, we over here trying to trying to get something. Lift
1: the skirt up. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Best of both worlds. It's like a mixture of Jode- Jodeci and Boys to Men in a pot. Clean cut. That's a perfect but way. But edgy to, too. Yeah, that's like, a perfect
1: way to describe and, it.
2: And 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 I believe we. I know that, not believe, but I know that we were in the driver's seat of the genre hip hop and R and B. Because something magical happened when we. Aligned with Puffy, mm-hmm. he's straight up, straight up hip hip hop head. Okay, just straight hip hop. Now he was a fan of R and B because remember before Bad Boy it was Uptown. Yeah, Mary Jodeci, um um Heavy D. Okay, right. So he had the ear. Mm-hmm. He just he didn't have it to the point where he knew how to really create it. Here we come, just God given, just gifted. Mm-hmm. All we wanted to do was just. Give us a piano, put some girls in front of us, mm-hmm. and let us go. That's all we want to do. If if it was up to us, we would have never released an uptempo. Mm. All we wanted to do was just croon, serenade, <laughs> and as they always say, get them wet.
1: Get them wet. Was that the was that the process? <laughs> yes. Croon, serenade, get you wet. Yep. Q Parker, ladies and gentlemen. Man. End quotations
2: <laughs> end quote um and so when we merged with Puff, it was a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. the industry had never heard anything like that. These rugged hip-hop banging beats mm-hmm. but these melodic angelic voices on top of them. nobody was doing that, yeah, and that's when the the new genre, hip hop and r and b came and nobody did it better.
1: Mm. Are you grateful that the merge was with Diddy?
2: I'm so grateful. Yeah. I'm so grateful because as I mentioned earlier, we could have signed with Dallas, Jermaine, LaFace. Yeah.
1: Um, you wouldn't have been as successful.
2: I don't know if, cause see, everybody had their journey. Okay. Obviously Jermaine knew what he was doing cause Jagged Edge has had, you know, an amazing career. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, KG from Naughty by Nature knew what he was doing because next were successful. Yeah, Hiram Hicks over at uh, Island Def Jam mm-hmm. knew what he was doing because Drew Hill was successful. Mm-hmm. And so, but I just believe because of the way that we were made up, mm-hmm. we were so moldable. Is that a word? Moldable? Yeah. Oh, we were so moldable, like we were just some a canvas of just some church boys. And so when you add that whole Diddy effect to it, He just roughed us up a little bit, you know, jagged, no pun intended, jagged some of the edges, you know, ripped his shirt a little bit because we were so clean, cut, and pristine and just (laughs) ties ties and all of that. And so I don't know if that element would have been able to be brought out of us Mm. had we
1: not signed with Diddy. I like that. I I, I like that. But did he pay y'all y'all's money? So
2: that's the question that, you know, everybody is always uh, wanting to know. So in those times, right, there were standard contracts Mm -hmm. that were just the norm, industry Mm -hmm. norm, industry standards. We didn't sign a contract that was outside of the norm than nobody else during that time. Okay. A legitimate contract. Very legitimate. And at the end of the day, we signed what we signed. Mm. Were you tricked? I wouldn't say we were tricked either because when you in the hood, and this is how, this is how the industry gets you. If the industry has a motive, mm-hmm. the motive is spot on. Let me go to the inner city.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Let me find an, mm-hmm. um, an immense talent. Let me put a little something in front of their face. Cause remember, all they want to do is get mama out the hood. Yeah. Put a little money in my pocket. Have all the girls. Stun a little bit. Come yeah. home in the in the new drop top.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, be on TV a little bit. Hey, we done made it.
1: Yeah.
2: And so, again, if that is the agenda, man, mm-hmm.
1: they've been
2: doing it for years.
1: Okay. And you feel rich in that moment. Oh, my God. Yeah, in that moment, you feel rich. Regardless yes. of what's in the bank, yes. you got access to do what you want to do today Nobody's today. teaching you legacy. Nobody's, Nobody's no. teaching you generational wealth. They keeping you away from conversations with your attorney, your CPAs. And that's so you it. felt rich enough that's it. at the time.
2: And, and that's the trick bag. And, and you know, that's why today we, I are on missions to educate the new artists, the up and coming generation. You need to know this game. Mm-hmm. It's not about how talented you are who can do, excuse me, who can do good business? Yeah. Who can do bu- good business? Who is making sure your business is done properly? Yeah. And so to go back to your question, he didn't present us with anything that was abnormal. Okay. It was the standard contract. And if you, if you think about many artists of that generation in that era, mm-hmm. we all have that commentary that says, Hey, I didn't make what I should have made. Yeah. But contractually, we made everything we said we were going to agree with. Okay. Now, in our case, uh, our attorney begged us not to sign the deal. But again, you know, she was like, hey, I can get you guys something different. But again, it's just like this. Get this, mama this, out the hood. Seat, yeah.
1: Like right now. We right got a now.
2: I hear what you're saying, but right now like, I can get some bread in my pocket Right now, and you want us to wait
1: for a maybe you telling us to pass on Diddy
2: and JD just passed on us. Um, Dallas just passed on us. Oh yeah, Teddy so Riley just passed. This is
1: looking like the only opportunity. And so, honestly, it sounds like y'all wanted to choose. Like I hear what you're saying. We could get money, but we're going to choose fame right now. Mm-hmm. Y'all choose. Y'all chose the we, right now we solution. Chose,
2: we, and 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 what's funny is Slim was a, a freshman at Morehouse. Okay. Uh, I had a full ride to Clemson University. Okay. Uh, Duran and Mike were seniors, so they in still college have, or in, high school? In high, high school. school. Okay. They still had one more year to um, finish uh, for graduation, and so in my case, so I graduated in June of ninety four. Yeah, June ninety four. I graduate from high school.
1: Where'd you go to high school?
2: George High School.
1: Not here. Where's
2: George? So George is now South Atlanta High School. Okay, South Atlanta. All right. So I was the last class of George in 94. Uh, So graduated in 94. Mind you, Slim is already a freshman at Morehouse.
1: Okay.
2: I graduated in 94, have a full ride to Clemson University. Mm -hmm. I have a decision to make. So June, July, August, September. I never had a job in my life. My mama always told me, hey, as long as you make good grades, you're active, you don't give me no problems. You're good. Mm-hmm. And I'm the baby. So mm-hmm. whatever you want,
1: period. I never really gave him any problems either. You are so unproblematic. I would, let me say this. It's almost like, um, gosh, I don't want to say this. and so, It's like disappointing mm-hmm. that you're so unproblematic because you had such a larger than life. You want me to be a problem? No, listen, but a certain kind of problem, mm-hmm. right? So, in my head, and I'm sure in every, you know, this is 94, so at that time I'm 15. Mm-hmm. In every 15-year-old girl's head, we're looking like, oh yes, ooh, yeah, right? And you had, like, you bad boy. Y'all, y'all were thugging it out for a minute. Yep. But you are so kind mm-hmm. and soft-spoken. It was, I just perceived this completely different person. Wow. And it's like, Oh, he's so kind and soft-spoken. Like, where's the the bad boy at? Where (laughs) he at?
2: (laughs) What's funny is, again, that word appropriation is just so, Mm. it's just so, it always is in front of me because we all put on different uniforms. Ooh. You know? This setting right here don't call for me to be. uh, But are you? uh,
1: Are you ever that guy?
2: I put on that uniform, too, mm. when, when when necessary.
1: When you're performing. When I'm performing. You give one hell of a show. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rarely stand up the entire time somebody's performing. But you recently did a show for yeah. one of our events. I had fun, too. Yeah. That was dope. An amazing time. And as soon, like, I'm eating. As soon as I heard the, as soon as I heard it. Yeah. Flying to the front of the stage. Yeah. the whole, Do you remember seeing me I there? I the do. whole time. I'm in the front of the stage. Yeah.
2: Say, again, <laughs> say again. yeah, singing. Yeah. Say again.
1: <laughs> Screaming.
2: Yeah. It's it's always fun to. That's the reward right there. Yeah. Forget the contracts. Yeah. Forget who got the most money. Forget okay. Forget what car you pulled up. That's the reward. Mm. To know that there is something that I planted as a farmer. I planted a seed. Mm. And this seed is going to this seed is going to continue to grow mm-hmm. for generations and mm-hmm. generations. And not only d- does it have the opportunity to impact your life, mm-hmm. but something that I have done can, can impact your daughter's life.
3: Yeah. Eventually yeah. Eventually
2: you'll have a grandchild and they'll it'll impact because the songs and the records will never die. Yeah. It's the thing about classic hit records.
1: Yeah. They never die. You know, what's interesting, um, and, And I'm familiar now and and even friends with a lot of people who were these larger than life celebrities when I was a teenager and in my 20s and things. And now I see you all the time. Right. You're in and out of the studio. You're working on your podcast, which we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. in just a few minutes. And it's like, oh, that's cute. Right. But it's still like, oh, that's cute. Like you have done such amazing work just in your lifetime. But what I want people to know is you guys. Because right now, especially, we live in this climate where people want celebrities to be responsible for so much of our culture. And I guess in one way, your music is very much so responsible for a lot of how people behave and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But you are just really human. You're just yeah. a really and human I fight person. For
2: that. I fight for that. Yeah. I fight for that. The reason I fight for that is because there are parts of that realness that I had to skip over Mm -hmm. because at a young age I was forced into, not necessarily forced, but I was immediately urgently placed into a vehicle that I don't know if I was really mature and ready for. Mm -hmm. And so those college years that I would have been getting to know myself Mm -hmm. and realizing who I am, what I like, what I don't like, I have the, I didn't have that opportunity because I got a number one record on the radio. Mm. So I'm in a different city every night. Mm -hmm. Different girls all everywhere. Got money. You know, I'm I'm so isolated from what my comforts were, what I knew to be my comforts. And so as a youngster, I'm just thrusted into this life. And so now I fight for moments of normalcy. Mm. I want you to come up because that's just my boy Q. Yeah. Not, oh my God. Now we can have that exchange too. Oh my God. It's, oh my. You, did, 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 did. you still get it. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah. But I appreciate the. What's up, dog? Yeah. Yeah. It's my guy, right there. Because I, I'm, I'm. It's, it's more than. That's why I say I chose the word. I say I fight for it, because it's important to me. Mm-hmm. I'm more than just those records. Mm-hmm. I'm more than just, you know, how I impacted your life musically. Mm. let's have a conversation, let's converse and so we can really, really become friends.
1: Do you ever get tired of hearing people say, oh that's Q from 112, Q from 112, Q from 112 do you ever just want to be Q Parker?
2: Again or I fight. Okay. I fight for the moments when I want to just be Quintus
3: mm. right? Not even Q
2: Not even Q. I fight for the moments where I want to be Quintus or I want to be just normal mm-hmm. uh, but I realized that because of what I've done yeah. and because of what I've accomplished, there are moments where, where people want to just say, they want to acknowledge that, hey, thank you. Because yeah. again, when I see people that I'm fans of, I'm sitting there contemplating, like, man, do I, say something? Do I go over <laughs> there and say something? When is my moment? And then I go over there and just be like, hey, yo, I'm just a huge fan. Just a fan. Yeah.
1: And then did they ever Sometimes be like, you? you a fan? I'm a fan. Sometimes. Yeah.
2: A lot of times. If, you know, there's a mutual respect and cause you know, there is I get nervous sometimes too when I see one of my idols or somebody that I really, really appreciate their contribution to music or whatever the case may be. You know, the first time I met you guys, I'm just like, Wow, I watch you guys all the time. Quit playing. No, seriously. Quit, quit and playing. And so now to call y'all like <laughs> like my friends. Friends.
1: Give it to me. Oh, you like the high five list. Do you that go. corny thing. There you go. I love it. Are you cool with Diddy today? I am. You are? Yes. So you can call him? Yes. Really? Yeah. Tell me what that's I, like.
2: We speak maybe, <laughs> we may speak once a quarter.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: That may be fair to say.
1: Any potential? But f-
2: we text regularly. See, I'm I'm the type of guy. I'm that guy that you'll just get a, hey, what's up? Sending you love. Yeah. Don't need none. Don't appre- I appreciate you. Love you. Mm-hmm. I'm that guy. So okay. you may get that once a month, mm-hmm. whether you respond or not. So I, I, I always believe in keeping my bridge mm. solid. Okay. Because I'm never going to pick up the phone out of the blue and need something. And you like.
1: I ain't hey. talked to you in years. No,
2: you never know what tomorrow is going to hold. And So right. I work to maintain, develop, maintain, and sustain the relationships mm-hmm. so that whatever happens tomorrow if I need to reach out, it's not, uh,
1: damn dog. But you know, what I've always wondered, like back to the money part of Mm -hmm. what happened with 112, Mm -hmm. because ultimately, you guys didn't earn a fraction of what you, of what your fans feel like you should have Mm -hmm. earned, right? We Mm -hmm. feel like you should be mega Mm multi-millionaires, just strictly off of the music. And we know that Diddy is like, one of the wealthiest men in the music industry today. Right. You never just kind of felt like you could give us some money. You could just give us some money. So that's,
2: I'll approach it this way. When you enter into an agreement, right, we know that you have to abide by that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And again, I know that he didn't become a billionaire just off of 112's contribution. That's fair. His billionaire status came because he, rightfully so, because remember, he invested in us. He didn't know what the rate of return was going to be. We could have been a one-hit flop. We could have been, but it's just so dope that, Pretty much every artist that he put out
1: was successful. Yeah, he had a magic touch for sure.
2: Oh, my God. For mm-hmm. a whole 10 years from 94 to 04, Bad Boy was just On the shit. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. And so if you figure 112, Mace, Carl, The Locks, mm-hmm. Big, Craig. Mary. Mary. Kim. You see what I'm saying? So he has, even if he had a small piece of this, a small piece of that, small piece of that possible. It's just all these different streams. We mm. talk about that all the time, multiple streams. And so I sleep at night knowing that he didn't get there just off of what one may feel like he took from me or he got from me. Okay. And I don't, and my choice of words are really, really, I'm careful with words. For sure. Right? And so I'll never say he took anything because yeah. he didn't take anything. It's, it, it's not like a big red, you know, five heartbeats holding somebody over the bed and so give me your publishing. Yeah. No. The record deal that we signed said he will get this Mm -hmm. as the record exec and the label owner and we will get this. Mm -hmm. Publishing wise, he will get this and we will get this. Mm -hmm. Again, it wasn't it was nothing abnormal because those were just the standard deals that were given out during that time. Now, deals are done differently now. But here's the thing. Whereas we may not have gotten our payday. There, mm-hmm. we eventually got the big payday when we went from bad boy to Def jam because now we've worked our way out of that original deal. Mm-hmm. So now we can go and say, hey, we're worth blah 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 blah. Mm. And so because of the work that we did, because we weren't you know any whistleblowers or we wasn't just bad in the media saying we didn't get this and we didn't get that, we abided by the contract that we that we signed. And when it came time to re-up, we presented to bad boy, hey resign us but this is what it's gonna take because now we got all these hits on the our belt that we did mm-hmm. or else we're gonna go as free agents and that's what we eventually did and we got the big payday from from Def Jam. But here's the here's the thing that a lot of people have to still make a part of the conversation because they'll say well you didn't make what you were supposed to make um on Bad Boy. But see as a songwriter and as a producer I've now opened myself up to another stream of income.
1: That so, you had control over. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. And so I'm just not relying on just the record sales Got or you. the show money. Mm. Because now I'm a, I am can get the show money, which, to be honest with you, anybody that's talking about how bad it was, a lot of artists just wasn't good because we didn't know, we didn't have financial literacy. And so, man, we might have done a billion shows. Yeah. If somebody had kind of educated us on how to appropriate, we could have been in a better situation from that particular time with Bad Boy, yeah. because the labels't test the show money, they couldn't touch merch, they only had control over and their hands into the records, the sales that makes sense so um, and so when people have that conversation, you know I my approach is just always he didn't take anything. Okay. And he didn't do anything that was foul because he did what was the standard. Now we're going to be mad at somebody, be mad at the people that created the standard record deal at that time. Right. It just wasn't favorable to artists, especially artists that are groups. Cause even if I get, if it's a, if it's $5 left, I got to split that $5 with four guys. Gotcha. And then we got to pay management commission, business management, attorney fees. So by the time it got to us as $5, I get my one twenty five, but then now we got to collectively play pay these people. So now I'm only really walking away with ninety four
1: cent. Mm. See mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm listening, and I I can just relate this to entrepreneurship so much. Right, when you go into business and business deals. And you're just so excited that somebody acknowledges <laughs> right. what you bring to the table. You're so excited to finally get a platform to kind of, you know, use your voice and whatever that looks like. You may even go into a bad partnership deal. You might give up equity in your company yeah. prematurely. You may just give everything away because you're more concerned with the status and what that does for you right now. Mm-hmm. And you can't really be mad at I think the moral of the story is that we just really have to not be afraid to handle business. You can't, you can't be afraid to handle business. Because
2: we don't have the luxury of it being passed down. Mm. See, we have to learn certain lessons just by going through it. Mm-hmm. We got to go through the storm because mama didn't leave an inheritance for me as soon as I graduated from college. Right. Like some of the others. Yeah. We got it. That's what the statement from the mud came from, because we clawing and sometimes getting to that ascension means. I went to some bad situations. Yeah.
1: I mean, and then in in our defense, not only are we like our parents didn't leave that legacy. Right. They weren't in a position or they didn't have the knowledge to do so. Right. So now here we are. We're first generation everything. Mm -hmm. We are born into Success on a whole other level: <laughs> yep. business, money, access, information. Mm-hmm. Now we though have to apply that to creating a legacy for our own children and generations. Yes. But not only that, we have to go back to our parents and provide for them too.
2: Yeah, it's the, it's so funny how the cycle. It kind of so we're the children, and then. When your parents live long enough, they become the children. Mm. You know, they provided for us all of these years. And so now. Q, I
1: can't call my mama no time. child. Well. I can't. My right. mama would kick my mama, <laughs>
2: so, we're gonna, <laughs> the so
1: The dependence. The dependence. We, we have to
2: care for them.
1: <laughs>
3: right,
2: right, right. Gotcha, right. gotcha, gotcha. Um, we have to care for them. Um, and when you're in that position, it feels really good because, mm-hmm. you know, you know the sacrifices your parents uh, made stuff that they had to endure just so that you could, you know, have a leg up or can just continue doing the things that they did. Big shout out to my mom and my dad. Um, They sacrificed a whole lot just because this little dark-skinned child wanted to sing. Mm-hmm. And at the time, that was just something different.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Cats weren't singing in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You weren't throwing a ball. Or you weren't hustling or whatever. You were the outcast. And so, you know, I was ridiculed. I was joned joan, joan right? i ain't
1: heard that word in that so many joan. years we got joan that. look now they don't even know what we talking about <laughs> right. in the comment they like joan, right. joan what does that even what mean that? Right. Yeah, he was picked he was he i was, was picked, picked on. on
2: i was ridiculed yeah he was picked on made fun of <laughs> um, so yeah
1: hey, hey you guys it's your girl donnie wiggins co-host of the social proof podcast and did you know that we had a members only exclusive community yes You are able to access David and I on a monthly basis for live Q&A. You are also able to get our episodes before it drops to the general public. You will also get exclusive discounts on our merch. Take a look. And not only that, you're going to get the behind the scenes footage of what it looks like on Social Proof. I'm talking about our bloopers, David and I as CEOs operating our business. You'll even get behind the scenes of some of our successful friends and you get access to this from $5 to $40. You choose your membership access, general admission. Family admission or VIP. We cannot wait to see you on the inside. Click the link in either my bio, the bio of the Social Proof Podcast Instagram page, or go over to David's page, Sleep is for Suckers, and hit the bio there. Any way you access it, access it. We'll see you on the inside. I mean, people ask me, What would you change? And I wouldn't change a thing. You wouldn't change a thing. What's the biggest lesson you learned? From your time. So you're still in the music industry. Mm -hmm. But from that era, what's the biggest lesson you learned?
2: The biggest lesson I've learned was stay in the game. Stay present. We had an opportunity to fulfill our last, well, stay in the game, but also learn Learn the industry uh-huh. and, you know, not rely on others to do what you can do. Uh-huh. We had an opportunity to resign or fulfill the third option of our Def Jam deal. And one of the greatest piece of advice uh, I think Kevin Lyles told me was as long as you're in the game, you can affect the outcome. hmm. Uh-huh. But being on the sideline, your your ability to affect the outcome becomes limited.
1: Mm. As long as you're in the game, you can affect the outcome. But being on the sidelines, your outcome becomes limited. You know how profound your that effect is? on
2: the outcome becomes limited.
1: Do you know how profound that is? Mm-hmm. And that's something that's that's that you've carried through. Your whole adult mm-hmm. life? I
2: think he told me that in like 26 or somewhere in there. In my mid-20s.
1: Mm. And I never forgot it. So you're still performing. You're mm-hmm. everywhere. You're always somewhere
3: yeah.
1: doing shows. <laughs> How does it feel for you like to, to be performing? And you perform a lot of 112 songs, mm-hmm. right? Without your brothers on stage with you.
2: In 2012, I recorded... My first solo album is called The Manual. Um, and that was a sh- I was shell shocked because never before had I had to rely on 100% Q Parker. Oh. I mastered outputting 25%. Mm, now you all 100. I mastered it. I'm scared. I, I, I mastered just do my verse, do the backgrounds, do my uh,
1: note, do my note. Mm, that's me right there. Tag, <laughs> tag my
2: brother in, sing my verse, and be done. Go back in formation. It was the it was the most fearful I was apprehensive, apprehensive I was, but it was it was the greatest season of my life because they and I'm saying they, not my brothers, but they, just generalizing. The masses mm-hmm. They messed up when they allowed when I allowed myself the time to really spend time with me. Mm. Because there was 75% that was dormant for all of those years that was begging to get out. Please let me out. Please, please. Uh, nope, nope. Nah, It isn't necessary. All I gotta do is 25%. Just, just
1: do 25. 25, 25. So when that 75% had a chance. They didn't let you discover a beast. They let you discover the beast. Yo. You unleash the beast. Oh my God. Mm. So you could never see yourself, even if that man to man conversation happened with your other two group members, um, you couldn't see yourself being a part like a, a staple part of a of a group anymore? No, I I don't no, I I wouldn't do I wouldn't do a group. I wouldn't do a group anymore. It, do you even want to be like, I know you're performing, you're still writing. hmm Um, And you're still creating, making music. But do you even want to be at that level at this stage of your life?
2: I want to be able to, and this is the luxury that I have. um, Because I do so many things, you know, my foundation is very active. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I have an artist development company. Uh, I'm just, when I talk about the 75%, it was not only 75% more of talent and gift. But it was 75% more of creativity, ideas, mm. new things. Just try some shit. Just, try throw, it, it. just throw it up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Just try it. So what? If it don't work, I'm blessed and I'm gifted. Yeah. I'm going to come up with something else tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and so it was all of those things. And so um, I just, I really enjoy being able to appropriate my time now. Mm-hmm. I can decide how many times I want to go and perform. hmm I can decide, you know, how much time I want to devote to my office work and my team and creating this and developing this. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever, I have the luxury now to be in control of my time. Mm. Whereas being in the group, it was just the time is so demanding because when that bell rings, you gotta go. Yeah, I can't say, man, I don't want to go this week. Yeah, because oh, now me not going affects. You're messing with the whole my, team's money. My brothers. Right. And so that became a thing where, you know, I wanted to do other things because, again, that other 75% was knocking. Mm-hmm. And yo, we got to do this, bro. You you you're in your 30s now, man. Come on. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. And there were times where I had to pass up on opportunities because my commitment to the group was the priority. Got you. And so when I come out of that responsibility, now I get to stretch. Ah, and I can really occupy all of these areas, and man, every day I just try to be empty, because tomorrow I'm gonna have a whole fresh set of ideas,
1: mm. whole fresh set of. I'm gonna try that. You always trying something. Oh huh? my god, always. Always trying something. Always. So you're an entrepreneur too. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Tell me more.
2: So I am getting ready to, one of my, I'm really excited about this. I'm getting ready to get into the restaurant business.
1: Mm, Here Um, in Atlanta?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, My partner and I, uh, she's a chef from Cincinnati, Chef Liz Rogers. Uh, She and I have this amazing concept of of a restaurant here in Atlanta, a trifecta restaurant. Um, It's going to be really dope.
3: Do
2: you have
1: a location already?
2: We're scouting locations now. Okay. Yeah.
1: Can I eat for free? We can, we can talk A couple of that. times. Yeah. Can I just come taste it, of like course. food blogger kind of deal? Mm-hmm. What kind of food, Donny? I just just give me something good food. Like good food. Good food. Like good food. From like what Mama part? Nell. Like, like Mama and them. Like Mama and Okay. Is not, it not
2: soul food, but just fine dining? There you go. Fine
1: dining from Mama and them. Yeah. Like that meal you waiting to get home fine to. Dining. Like, Ooh. So yeah. it's fine dining. Hmm. Mm. Fine
2: dining entertainment
1: entertainment, live entertainment. Mm-hmm. I like it. Are y'all going to be putting new talent on like mm-hmm. come here and this is what, inviting maybe mm-hmm. some A&Rs out. And we're
2: taking some concepts from some establishments that I frequent and that I love. Okay. And we're embodying them into one location.
1: Give me one menu item that you're really wanting to have on the menu. This is a secret. Tell me. i don't know what you're saying (laughs) what is it tell me i just told you i couldn't hear you see tell me one more time you missed it tell me one more time you missed it tell me what's one menu you can give us one menu item french fries (laughs) no no he's like i'll give you brussels sprouts that's what's gonna be on the menu what's one main entree donnie one just one they not going to take your idea just giving me one main entree?
2: So, just I'll say this. Okay. My partner is a world acclaimed, okay? Executive chef. Okay. And yeah, she going she she we're, we're putting the menus together right now. Like
1: I'm not, I'm not You're not me telling you me. No, How you come on you full you transparency being secretive? No, I was I'm, I'm just was asking honest. for one. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. That's what we got. Lots of vegetables. Lots of vegetables. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh, oh! Is it in alignment with your preferred diet choice?
2: Damn. All right, y'all. He's it's vegan. A, it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid.
1: <laughs> it's a hybrid.
2: But it's not. A, but it's not a vegan restaurant though.
1: But it's gonna have some high end vegan choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fine
2: dining. I told you.
1: Fine dining. All right. Fine dining. We'll see. What side of town are you looking to be on?
2: I love midtown, but I like a lot of the um, areas that are being redefined
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, just being built up again to mm-hmm. really make the the city of Atlanta really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So again, like I said, we're scouting locations right now, but if I had my preference, I would love to be in the Midtown, right outside the Midtown area.
1: Mm-hmm. I always hear you talking about that R&B, is
2: it shit? It's it's So <laughs> what I'm always on is that R&B shit.
1: That's, what does that mean? What does that mean today? What does that RB? What reaction
2: did I just do when you asked me that question? What I do?
1: You got hype. What I and do then you went
2: <laughs> Cause it just
1: But what okay, well wait. I'm gonna give you an example
2: of that R and B shit. Okay. When I came in here today, what you say?
1: When you came in here. When I came when you came here, out there? When I
2: came in this room, what did you say? You smell amazing. That's that R and B shit. First
1: of all, y'all, he got on That's
2: that R and B shit. I right can't there. say
1: can I say? what you, you got too, on? It's just a mixture. It's a blend. I'm like, yo, you smell amazing. What are you wearing? Oh, it's that R&B shit. (laughs) shit. You know what I mean? Like, I got three, four, five, six, seven fragrances on right now, and then I top it off with with an oil. Yeah. Yeah. A whole process.
2: That's that R&B shit. What else? That that R&B shit is... Okay, so... I'm always on that R&B shit. Okay. Again, because I said I was groomed properly. Okay. But... I am getting ready to shout out to my co-host Sakina Lestage. Um, our podcast is called That R&B
1: Kit. That R&B Kit.
2: That. That R&B Kit. Get that it right, R&B
1: Kit. Okay, because I said that. Yeah. Because I went to I went to um, right. Catholic school. The, the early in on, between the teeth, and, and I, everything. Got a, I got I got to intentionally that. say that. Okay, that R&B Kit. That that to me that ain't I ain't say it right. No,
2: you put too much emphasis on that. Just that that. R&B. I,
1: that, that that R B like kit. Word, that R&B kit. That, yeah. R&B kit. that is Was right that it right there? It, do it. I have the right tone for That's it? That R&B kit.
2: That's the right tone. You can't that, be like, that
1: r- it, it ain't that R&B kit, because nah. that make it sound too harsh. Too it's that it's R&B, that R&B kit. kit. All right, y'all. So tell me, tell me, Q, about this so R&B kit. That R&B
2: kit is essentially tools that one has to have in order to be um, a successful R and B artist. Mm. To think that you can just say, "I'm doing this just because I can sing,"
3: mm-hmm.
2: failed immediately. Mm. You're gonna fail. There are certain tools that you have to have that one must have in order to be an active player in this R and B game. Mm-hmm. Charisma, charm, know how, um, style, fashion. You gotta smell good, walk good, talk good, eye contact. Swag,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it's just confidence. Com- oh my god, boom. confidence that you got to have boom. that thing on you. Like, you just it's that thing where it's that thing where <laughs> you know how you ever you ever you ever liked somebody and was like, I just don't know, I can't pinpoint like the one thing that I like about him, but it's just like it's just that thing, all the things, and it's that, and, and it's not what I say, you can't pinpoint it because. The shit just be flowing in the air. You can't put it in words.
1: It's just It's like you catch it. Oh, is that is that right, it's there? That right there? It's that right there? Is that it's that it's right here. It's, it's
2: that right that there? Is that right
1: there? Is that right there?
2: Like you got. It. Mm. It's that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Put
1: it out there real quick.
2: That's it. It's that. Mm-hmm. I got you. And so on the podcast, uh Sakina and I will just we'll 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 will just talk about, you know, those tools and we'll break it down. Mm-hmm. We also have an artist development company too, um, that develops young artists, young talent. So it. media training, vocal training, stage performance, stage presence, confidence, choreography, um, all of these things that you have to have, mm-hmm. again, in order to have a great chance at being successful. Mm. It's not going to guarantee you, but I'm willing to put a seasoned, artist-developed talent in front of or against somebody who just raw and naturally talented all day because just the talent alone is just not enough. And the key the, the most important tool in that kit is the education. Mm. You gotta know this game. You gotta know the game. You gotta know that you gotta know these contracts, this this legal vocabulary, you gotta be able to articulate yourself. You gotta understand licensing, publishing, all of this stuff. Yeah. Why be in the game if you don't understand the game? It's mm-hmm. really the the business of music ain't the music business. Mm. First and foremost Know this game. Yeah. And that's one of the most important tools, but all of these other tools we'll talk about. And when you possess them, mm, my, my,
1: when is the podcast launching?
2: So we are going to be launching. I'm going to go ahead and just put a date out there. March 1st,
1: March 1st. 1st. Let me write that down real quick. March 1st, March 1st. Now you hear that? Let me ask you this. Yes. Because you said it here. Mm -hmm. March 1st. Q's podcast. Okay. Um, what's the consequence if it doesn't? Because you filmed some episodes. Uh-huh. You've already started filming. Yes. And if if I'm keeping it fully transparent, you dragging Please. your feet. I uh-huh. am. You dragging your feet. So there's, Call a, it what it is. there's a possibility that you won't drop on March 1st. Oh, no, we're dropping on March 1st. What's the consequence? You we, know why we dropping on hmm. March 1st? Because I've allowed the words to hit the atmosphere. I love it. But what's the consequence, though? What are you willing to... What are you willing to, what price are you willing to pay if that podcast doesn't drop for the public March 1st? And it's a price that you're going to pay to me. Sure.
2: Well, no, I'm
1: not. Or gonna. it doesn't even have to be no, me, No, I know what I'm, I'm going to do. What is it? I ain't going to pay. You,
2: you got bread. I ain't even going to pay it to you. What is it? I'm going to pay it to a foundation.
1: Are we talking money? You said I'm going a- to. Well, I mean, the price could have been, you know, you, you got to do 1,000 push-ups on live or oh, something like that. That's, That's too easy for you. Yeah. No, it has to be something that hurts. What, what's something that you just don't love to lose? Time. Time. Okay. So you're dedicating some time.
2: Hmm. This is going to become moot because March 1st, we're going to.
1: My personal driver for two days. If <laughs> you don't drop this podcast on March 1st, that sound fair, y'all? My personal driver for two days My personal driver. Time. You
2: do too much during the day.
1: No, It doesn't matter. My personal driver for for two days. Three stops max. (laughs) (laughs) Three stops max. For for, for three hours max. Okay. My personal driver for two days. Now, three hours each day. Yes. Shake on it.
2: And when I deliver on March 1st, are you going to return the personal driver?
1: Personal driver. Three hours max for two days. Yeah. It's a bet.
2: I even got it better. Okay. Personal assistant.
3: <laughs>
2: for three days. I don't mean this. You're gonna have off for three days. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and plan your vacation wherever you wanna go. Start March first.
1: <laughs> she gonna be off. So I'll be your personal assistant if you do it. Yep. And when you don't do it, you'll be my personal assistant. Sure. I'm talking about emails. All of I'm that. talking about follow-up calls. All of that. I'm talking about picking up dry cleaning. All I'm of that. I'm talking about checking on my dog, making sure he got food. All of that. We got that. What, what minute mark is that? Cues, podcast, drops for three days. Mm-hmm. Or he's my... And,
2: and, and I'm talking about grocery shopping. Grocery shopping. I'm talking about car washing.
1: Y'all hear this? I'm talking
2: about... No, I'm talking about for you. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, <okay, laughs> okay,
1: okay, okay.
2: huh
1: Oh, You mean taking the car to get washed. I tell you lying because when you replying. St- <laughs> st- no, 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 no. Okay, so March 1st, yes. the podcast is dropping. Yes. yes, Period. I'm your personal assistant yes. or you're my personal assistant for three whole you're days. You're my, po-
2: my personal assistant. For three days. Three hours for three days.
1: Three hours for three days. Mm-hmm. Now, let me just say, nothing nasty. Like, I'm a germaphobe, so I'm not cleaning nobody's dirt. First of
2: all, mm-mm. we ain't, can't put stipulations into the three days.
1: Yo, your, no. your personal assistant ain't cleaning up no dirt. How you know? Is your personal assistant cleaning up some dirt? She will do whatever's necessary. No, my personal assistant is not cleaning up my dirt. Okay, so then. She spilled a whole damn drink in my car today, though. <laughs> so then, right, like, watch this.
2: You don't ask me to do anything your current assistant. No, that's won't not do. fair.
1: That's not fair. Because, based on right now, that's not fair. I won't ask you to do anything demeaning. Sure, I can respect that. You can respect Vice that. Person. Okay, yeah. nothing demeaning and nothing where I gotta touch dirt.
2: I will get a viral moment out of it, though.
1: <laughs> nothing demeaning and nothing where I'm touching mm-hmm. dirt.
2: They gonna see. They gonna see
1: Donnie washing cars. Not with my hands. I'm gonna take it to the car wash. <laughs> I'm not
2: wax on, Mr. Miyagi.
1: Wax on, hey Miss Parker. Wax on, wax <laughs> off. I, I promise you, I'm not doing that. But uh, <laughs> like, I promise you, I'm not doing that. But I will be your assistant. This is accountability. It is. This is accountability. On top of which, though, before I forget. As you were talking about what the podcast is and more specifically what the R&B kit is, mm-hmm. I have a business idea for you. Sure. And I don't know that I want to share it on the podcast okay. because um, we may not have time to execute on it before the podcast drops and then somebody's going right. to see this and they're going to take the idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm, what I will say is I get 20% off the rip. Mm-hmm. Shark tank or some shit? I mean, all I'm saying is it's an right, I- it's an idea that you didn't have. That I believe. Why not just be my partner? I can do that, but I'm only I'm only a consulting partner. Okay, is that fair? Okay.
2: It depends. I need to hear the idea first.
1: Well, provided that you love the idea. Provided that I love it. Okay. All right. I have a business idea, and the business. So you know, I'm a business coach, Mm -hmm. right? And I work with entrepreneurs to help them. Create business ideas, start their business, grow their business, scale their business. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I see someone who just exudes undeniable talent or there's an undeniable opportunity that we can attach, I see, it. I just see it clearly. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that we can make a couple million dollars off this idea. Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just Let to go. start. Just Let to go. start. With very minimal effort. Go. Yeah, for sure. I think it's dope. It's a sexy idea too. I love it. Give me, um, give give me your biggest fear right now. My biggest fear.
2: Wow. So I'm watching this show right now. It's called uh, Special
1: Forces. Mm-hmm. It's on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, One of those, um, like CSI-like shows.
2: No, 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 no. It's, it takes celebrities on like these special ops challenges, mm-hmm. and they have to overcome their fear. Maybe it's heights. Maybe it's being underwater. It's just a lot of tactical training stuff, right? And so the, the drill instructor is always talking about overcome the fear.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, master the fear. Uh-huh. Channel the fear into completing the job. Uh-huh. I would say my... I want to see my grandson become older. I want to I want to I, I want to live so that I can really experience my grandson just growing and coming to his his who he is. He's now yeah. 2 years old. Okay. And so and I believe I'll accomplish that. Barring nothing that tragically happens. Sure. Because I've already said that I know I'm going to live to 90 or better.
1: Okay. And you're extremely health conscious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And that's why I feel like I can make a statement like that. And so um, I know what my relationship with my grandfather was. Mm-hmm. And so my grandson is like the, high. he's like the love of my life. Yeah. And so uh, I just want, I want to provide for him what my grandfather provided for me. Mm. And I want to, I want him to feel about me, the way that I was just in love with my grandfather.
1: Do you and your wife spend a lot of time with your grandchild? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. weekends, anytime mm-hmm. you have free.
2: Yep, it's us and the- any moment I get, I'm trying to get him.
1: It's like forget your child, your son. Yep. You have a son. Mm-hmm. It's your child. Let, yeah. me, let me get him. Yeah, you gonna do what you do. Yeah, pretty much. You're one of those grandparents now. Yeah,
2: I want him. Bring them to me. Yep, and and when I'm in town on Saturdays. I make a point that he and I alone go to breakfast.
1: That's so cute. Yeah. That is so cute. So biggest fear is the idea of not seeing your grandson as a grown, grown mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the biggest challenge you're facing in life right now? Currently. Balance.
2: Balance. Yeah. hmm. Balance. I'm a huge advocate of. Making sure we as go getters mm-hmm. and those that are massively driven in all that we are doing to not forget to allot some time for just ourselves, mm-hmm. whether that is just a day on the couch, mm-hmm. um, a spa day, you know, go out, go on go on a trip just by yourself, go get pampered, spa treatments, or whatever the case may be. I'm just such I'm so in a mode of just go, 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 go that um, I have to properly be accountable to myself to make sure I'm taking time to just I call it eat my get my power pellet Mm. pull over to the pit stop because Mm -hmm. remember my mindset is there were years where I felt like there was more I could. I could have output Mm -hmm. and when I did it, I feel like I'm working to make up some of that time where in reality it's just not, it's not logical. It's not smart. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm the first one to admit that. And so I'm putting more focus nowadays on being balanced. Mm.
1: What's the weird thing (laughs) that people close to you know about you that the public would never guess? Eh?
2: About you. I'm a I'm a worker bee. Um, and I love working with my hands. Mm-hmm. I love doing carpentry work. But let me tell you how crazy. we Talk about that R&B shit, right? Mm-hmm. I can't reach my hand out as an R&B artist. And you feel like, let me see your hand. I can't reach my hand out if I'm performing and, and do all of this right here. And you'd be like, damn, that thing of hands rough. rough. Right? And so when I say I love doing carpentry work, like, I love cutting wood. I love shaping wood. Like, I'm like Bob the Builder for real. Really? Yeah. Dirty, mask on, knee pads in the mud. Like, I'm so. Someone called me a metrosexual one time.
1: I can see that.
2: Because I'm just so on my appearance. Yeah. What it smells like, what it looks like. Yeah. My lips ain't gonna be chapped. Mm-hmm. Breath gotta be right. Like, yeah. just well put together. But that person that would call me a metrosexual would be like, that ain't cute. Because I'm Out over here in the dirt. mud, like, digging <laughs> and dirt being my fingernails. But then I'm going to, to get a manicure, I see the, manicure now. the next day to just make sure. You know, because tomorrow I got to immediately take that hat off, the hard hat, and put my R&B shit back on. Yeah, on stage singing. And the R&B shit can't have no debris of, I was just building a deck yesterday.
1: yeah. Were you really just building a deck yesterday?
2: I'm currently building a deck right now. For who? My daughter.
1: Really? Yeah. So you're the man in the family that they're like, if it has to be fixed or built. Absolutely. And I want to. What's the biggest carpentry carpentry project you've ever worked on?
2: My backyard. I built two decks in my yard and I'm currently building a work shed. Mm -hmm. A a 20 by 10 work shed.
1: Mm -hmm. And so is, is a carpenter like... The career you would have had if you never made it in music? No. What's that?
2: I would have... Ah, probably. Because for the longest before I realized that music was attainable, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be an architect. Mm -hmm. So designing and stuff was... Even at an early age, I can remember now. I didn't realize that I would be the one actually have an interest in cutting and nailing and screwing. Mm -hmm. But something happened during COVID. You know, I'm just sitting at home and I'm like, there's something that I can be doing. I didn't want to go in the basement and record any music. I just was like, yo, I just feel like I need to do something. And at the time I didn't have a gym in the home. And so I was like, I'm going to go in my backyard and I'm going to build this apparatus. Mm -hmm. Never seen it before, but I was like, and then I'm going to patent it. And make it into mm-hmm. a body by Jake little apparatus, a workout at home. Okay. And so I went in my backyard and built like this big cross-like statue, and what I was, like rem- like envision a cross, and I put like these loops in all across the all across the, the board that goes left to right, mm-hmm. and I was going to put elastic bands in them. Okay. And so at any level of the of the um of the apparatus. I could do chest work. Yeah. I could do shoulder work. I could do leg work because What's
1: that I, machine called in the gym? You building one of those whole big things. Like mm-hmm. a
2: like a multi-station mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. of thing. But no one was going to the gym at the time. And so right. I, I'm a workout dude all the time. And so I was like, I can't just be home not working out. And so that started my, you know what? I'm gonna go to Home Depot and I'm just gonna buy a circle or something. I'm gonna buy a drill. Mm. And during COVID, I was just walking around my house like, I'm going <laughs> to put something right there.
1: That corner right there could be straight Right, down. there. right, 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 I'm gonna right. I'm going to build right. an
2: entertainment sen- system center right here. <laughs> you know, I'm going to the, in the stairs. I'm gonna, <laughs> man, I was building some of everything. Did you
1: surprise yourself with how good you are at it?
2: I did because it was the first time that I really put time into seeing a vision And being able to and big shout out to YouTube because so many DIYers led me to building some of the stuff that's in my home right now. Yeah, I think
1: that's so dope. I think that's so dope. Before we leave, give me something. Tell me about um, what you're in greatest expectation of right now to happen in your life over these next 12 months.
2: In the next twelve months, I really want to expand my uh, the work that I'm doing with my foundation. Um, and our my focus, Q Parker Legacy Foundation, my focus is seniors, um, the senior community, mm-hmm. uh, and really being more present, being able to impact them in a, a more in a major way. Up until this year. This year was my 10th year doing. I do a thing called Caroling with Q Parker and Friends. Mm -hmm. And it's a seniors', it's a senior citizens' event where I bring all these seniors in the room. We feed them, we love on them, we dress them up real nice, paparazzi and all of that. And I get my friends, we sing Christmas carols and perform for them. Mm -hmm. So this year, last year was my 10th year doing it. And I said this year that I want to do more with that demo than Mm. just the end of the year annual. Um, gala or event and so I'm working on programs to do throughout the year I just have a heart for old folk like I just have a heart for seniors as well as children so I'm proud that this year my foundation we will be relaunching my summer camp my music summer camp this will be year six we had to take two years off during COVID but um, this summer we'll be bringing the music camp
1: I want to help I want to write a song Come on. First of all, I want to write a song. I want to co-write a song with you mm-hmm. that you actually put on your album. Yeah,
2: I told you, I'm going to invite you to the studio to come write.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm in March. I will be starting my second solo album, and um, it's going to be ten songs. And uh, yeah, come in. P- pick your pen, back up.
1: I'm gonna pick. I haven't written a song in years, yeah. so I actually have this musical affirmation, audio affirmation that I wrote. Um, and I, I wrote that because I feel like music is a passion. It's my first love, Mm -hmm. but we never really made it that far. Right. Um, I had an opportunity to write for some great artists at that time, but I felt like I wanted to merge my gift of songwriting with my, with my gift of leadership Mm -hmm. and empowerment. And I created an audio affirmations um, called I Am The Shift. I'll let you hear it. I'll send it to you. Nice. Um, but it's, it's just really uplifting and motivating and all that good stuff. But, yep, I want to, I, ha- I don't think I've written anything formally since then. Mm. So when you're back in the studio, let your girl get 16.
2: Yo, you ever put music to, like, your, um, your sessions and stuff?
1: To my coaching sessions? Yeah. you no. Put
2: some music to it. Hmm.
1: That's something to think about. So I play frequency music. I don't, you know, like um, the Hertz music, like like think spa music that gets you really. It it either opens up your creativity or calms anxiety.
2: But what if you had some ownership in that music, and now you can send them somewhere when they want to have sessions without you? What if? Can...
1: Look at you putting me on. I need you to show me how to do exactly that. What I, because I'm trying to grasp the vision of what music you can would I with that. We can partner with Parker. that. We could partner with a couple of things, yeah. and now we just got a whole partnership. That is. All right, y'all heard it right here on Full Transparency Q. How can we find out and keep up with your performances and where you're going to be? I
2: am everywhere. Uh, Q Parker one one two. My foundation is Q Parker Legacy Foundation dot org, uh, New Fam Entertainment which is the artist development. And um, yeah, I'm 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 enjoying just being whatever I want to be.
1: I love it. And I thank you for wanting to be here. Yeah. On full transparency, it, what, did you have fun? I had an amazing time. Did you have fun? I did. You did. I, did. I didn't make you uncomfortable with any questions, Absolutely did I? Not. All right, good stuff. I wouldn't have cared if I did, but nah, I, I told just... you, <laughs> I'm a joke. nah, let's go. I would have cared. Thank you guys for watching another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, not just on YouTube, but in the actual podcast platform on your phone that you are listening and watching and doing all of that stuff. Share it, rate it Only rate it though if it's five star If it's a four star, three star, anything less Just keep your stars to yourself All right And then you can also find out how to work with me in business If you are looking to start, grow or scale your business Take it to the next level My links will be in the description of this video below See you later